This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. It was great to be back and great to have your company as well. We went all sorts of places. Vegas. We spoke about Vegas. We spoke about three-ply versus one-ply. We spoke about the elephant in the room. Great to be back, folks. Enjoy the show. The great Brian Fletcher, president of the BNS Ball, the Sleaze Ball 94 Ball, and he's here. Hello, Brian. Hello, Sugar. Hello, listener. Hello, Brooks and the tourist. Jesus, it's been a long six weeks. It has. Long six weeks. So much has happened mm. uh, to me and to you guys. Yes. <laughs> um, but I remember it was 1974. Now it's 2024. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I'm 50 this year. Yeah. Oh, I'm turning 50 this year. Dang. So I'm waiting for this midlife crisis to happen. So but can you not – so you, you played in the grand final mm. 24 years ago against the Broncos. I did. 24 years ago. I, I was in Bali 24 years ago. Yeah. In a pool. Jack Ellsgood wanted to build Jason Taylor. <laughs> oh, it was good times. Yeah, so I got we. I know what you mentioned there about the sleaze ball in 1994. Um, now, nah, hold fire, hold fire. You we, want to talk we, about that? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do an elephant in the room segment a little bit later on. Hello to you, Tezza. Hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Whack. That's coming up oh, a little bit later on. on. Tourist. Here he is. Tourist. So, tourist, we've not seen you since you you went home. How was no, that? December fourth, last time I saw you boys. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Great holiday. Good to see everyone. Um, and I'm definitely staying here after staying with my parents for two weeks. Really? Mm. Oh, yeah. You've got me for the long term. So this is your second <laughs> yeah. time leaving home, right? Yes, kind of. Yeah, I guess so. W- did you leave on this occasion very settled that here's where you want to be? I was settled before I went. And then, yeah. And then it's certified. Yeah, okay. this is this is where we are, boys. Can I ask you a question? Um, now, when you went back home yes. and you have your lovely fiancé, well, not fiancé. because we fiancé. Thought, we no, thought no, 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 no. Was there any shenanigans in the <laughs> house, in the parents' house? Because... I need to find out what's going on because I'm the father of three daughters. Uh-huh. Uh, could be boys sleeping over. I just need to know the rules, um, rules of engagement. Mm. No, uh, there was no shenanigans. No, no, no. What well, about porking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, two weeks in Edinburgh in a hotel. Oh, and right, then so you we got went it, up to my. You friends. got it out of your system. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is, uh, it's, no, it was a good trip. Well, are you going through that yet? Like, uh, if boys yeah, stay we've, over. We've got a sleepover happening. Yeah. But yeah. in the same bed? Yeah. Oh, same no. room. I'm not doing She's that. She's an adult. I, I don't believe it. It's your rules, your roof. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my roof. Um, my rules. El Capitano <laughs> makes the rules here. How are you? Oh, Brooks? good to have you back, gents. It's good to be back, the four of us. Mm. And the team photo before, mm. which is always good to start the season. It is good. Do you reckon we're a top eight side? Definitely. Who are we up against? <laughs> There's only eight. <laughs> so we'll make the semis? <laughs> but yeah, we should. Okay. Everyone makes it. Do you reckon the Windies cricket team is our next team other than an Australian team? Yes. If you're an Australian fan, oh, no, which Kiwi. overseas oh, team okay. in what sport would be the, the next we would support? I think it would be the Windies cricket team. I'd say Kiwis. I like of Kiwis. what sport, though? Cricket. The Kiwi, you would support them more than the Windies? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yes. I... I... I think we've got a bit more of a rivalry, haven't we? I don't mind the Blackcocks yeah. either. That's <laughs> the New team. No, the New Zealand badminton team. <laughs> I dig I dig them. They're undefeated. Uh, <laughs> they are. They're undefeated, tourist. Uh, hey, Google boys. it. Um, <laughs> we have to stay up the modern times, Brian. Whilst I'm not sort of heavy into social media, yeah. TikTok, I think, I think we've got to it's do it. Yeah. I think we've got to do it. 
Although the Chinese, um, they own it. Mm. And there's all the, the talk that they're getting into our private, uh, you know. <laughs> or Ru- our details. Russells. Yeah, Russells. <laughs> you know, I don't think they're Russells. <laughs> oh, sort of. Yeah. Indirect uh, Russells. Well, it's a bit like the line bikes. Remember when the line bikes came out, the green ones and the now there's purple ones everywhere? People are saying all they want is the uh, Sonya. Mm-hmm. That's what they were generating like game apps to get your Sonya. So you would download like a game or something and it'd be Sonya yes. yeah. Central. Yeah, the uniforms. So uh, it's worth a lot of a lot of money, I understand, your data. But why? I just delete all those mm. rank emails I get. Yeah. I mean, how much lube do you want? <laughs> <laughs> it's a numbers game, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Listen to the run home with Joel and Fletch, all thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai twenty twenty three SUV sale event is on now. And by the way, before we go to the break, Brian. I yes. think we have a little WVW to kick oh, off yeah, at 2024. Let's, let's cr- chromey. Goulburn, the venue. Race five, the start. We've missed the price. Little Bayo is the runner, yeah. We've Scotty got Bayo. Early. Who is yes. Scotty Bayo? Scotty oh, Bayo. Name what, him. Uh, party five? No. 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 Charchi? Charchi. Yes. Charchi. Yes. And Joni. Mm. Joni? Joni loves Charchi. Joni yeah. loves Charchi. And uh, without further ado, let's get straight to this brand new segment, please, Tourist. <laughs> so we're going to use that, Brian, throughout the year. Yes. If something sort of, if you find that there's a, an issue that everyone's avoiding, mm. it's an elephant in the room, we've got to take it on head on, head first. Yes. So what happens is the text goes out, photo of you and I, 2024, you've got the thumbs up poking your tongue out like all the young girls do in the photos. I am not. And it says, tomorrow the boys are ready. Joel and Fletch back for 2024. Tune in live from 3 p.m. on SEN 1170 a.m. That's um, daylight savings time, of course. Mm-hmm. And the first response was Terry Fotopoulos. Hello, Tez. Hello, Tez. He says, for what it's worth, Fletcher used to urinate on other guys' shoes and legs <laughs> in nightclubs in order to provoke fights. The guy is no good. <laughs> so Brooksy's replied with the eyes up, right? Mm. <laughs> and then you've replied, well, it was Sleazeball 94 and you were frolicking in the trough. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, don't, I, I certainly, when I do, uh, this obviously going out in the old days and go to nightclubs, I certainly never got in a fight, so I, mm. I did enjoy myself. I can't remember ever weeing on people's ankles or shoes <laughs> unless it was in the Brasco. Yeah. So, Terry, if you could just maybe talk to us, <laughs> maybe ring up and say where and where it was. Yeah. Where, when and where it Evidence. was. Evidence. It's, it's alleged. I did, I did play with a certain first-grade rugby league player who was notorious for weeing in pot plants oh. because he had really bad bladder problems. So he'd be at the bar and yeah. all of a sudden – Oh, the, the, the um, inside plants – yeah, indoor plants. You'd have to go into the into the. But I've I've heard of people mm. urinating. Although in Mexico, this is a little bit of a fun fact. In the cantinas, when you go to the bar, yes, they've got a trough at the bottom of the bar. Oh, yeah, made out of cement. So everyone's just whipping it out. Yeah, underneath. That was the... an old cowboy's go. I do have a little bit of a, I suppose, a bit of an issue. I went to a fairly flash restaurant in Sydney. And they, like, quite expensive. Mm. Drinks were expensive. Obviously, food's very expensive. Toilet paper, they only use one ply. Oh. One ply. Really? If you're making that, like, if you're charging customers One ply? Of, one ply. Jeez, it was bad. Almost straight through the finger. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then they send you back out there. That's right. To compete for more food. Correct. Wow. you got to, at minimum, three. 
Oh, minimum. Minimum. In, if you're in a flash restaurant, if, if it's a if it's a mili- mi- militia, <laughs> Michelin, if it's got a hat, we don't have Michelins here. Do we? we have hats. What's Wong rocking? Uh, Wong's not definitely not one. No, definitely yeah, not that one. Was, that was good prodding there. No, nah, it's not. One ply, you die. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the motto. Three plies, <laughs> supply. <Yeah. laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch and Brian. We disagreed on this particular subject, didn't we? Well, we did because you're trying to put holes in my story. Yes, Joel. Dolphins and humans, the only mammals that have sex for pleasure. And what sound do dolphins make? Give me the other one. There you go. Nice. That's them. That's Orky. quick. Look at that, I can just see him having like a big rendezvous. NRL News, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Stock up and save at Chemist Warehouse. All your favourite brands at the lowest prices. Shop in store or online today. Okay, here we go. So uh, according to to the Daily Telegraph, David Riccio uh, writes, big news out of Moreton Bay, Wayne Bennett has formally applied for... The Kiwis job. Oh. Mm. Well, if Wayne Bennett applies, Wayne Bennett usually gets it. Yes. Can you see something <laughs> that... Okay. Pros and cons. What's the con? What's the knock on well, well, the con is that what we went through with Madge, that they they want a Kiwi. That's mm-hmm. the con. Well, he's been there before. Yeah. But, but they've been so vocal around... A lot of the ex-players, our man Kempi, in particular, saying they want a Kiwi. Wayne is not a Kiwi. I understand that. Well, it's but a, it's Wayne Bennett. I know, it's a big play too, isn't it? Well, Wayne knows where he's going. Like He's a great share trader, yeah. Wayne, isn't he? Well, he sees that side. He sees what they did. He might be thinking this, the Aussies on the, you know, sort of on the mm. downward spiral. They certainly were in that final. Yeah. Do you think... Um, it's a tough act to follow. You've just beaten him 30 nil. But, he, but he's out of a job too. He's out of a job. Could, could you see him coaching another team yes. post Dolphins? Yes. Sydney team? Yes. Yeah, me too. Cardinal Myrtle? No. No? No. Make the noise, Shug. No, I, 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 oh. I'm only guessing. I'm only oh, guessing. Yes. But I, I, I don't think, well, like Bill Belichick, I think they'll just want to do it forever. They'll just want to do... That's what he does. I think he'll just want to do it forever. As long as he gets good people around him. Mm-hmm. And you're right, he doesn't take jobs lightly, i.e. where he can't succeed. Yep. Like when he came in with that Queensland origin side, so when he when he jumped back into that, yep. he just knew. He's a share trader when it comes to teams. He knows when to strike. If he... But, like, let's be honest. If you're on the board... Of the Tigers, say, we'll lay off the Tigers for a yep. while. It's, let's say, Dragons. And they go pear-shaped. This year, they, they run last. Brooksy. No, he wouldn't take that job. He wouldn't take that job. No, nah, no. Nah. He, 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 Would he take a Bulldogs job? Um, Maybe. But I think Serrano, I think that'd be decent this year, Canterbury. I like what you're saying. I think International Rugby League sort of on the rise. And the Kiwis, obviously, on the rise, winning the Pacific Championships. Imagine getting someone like Wayne Bennett involved in that realm in International Rugby League with what they want to achieve. 
over the next five years. If he gives three, four years, they establish these competitions, they get the World Cup up and run, up and running, he can leave a bit of a legacy here. And it's a sneaky good rivalry, the Meninga-Bennett one. Mm. You know, we've just lost, the Kangaroos have just lost to the Kiwis. This could be something to build up international rugby league for the next three to five years. There's no way he'll do four years of international. Like if he's going to coach for the next four years, he'll want a day to day, a day to day, or he he'll want an NRL side. Yes, yes. So what do you think he's he's obviously interested? There's reports that he's applied for the the job. Yeah. You think it may be a two year? I reckon he'll sign a contract to say, and there'll be a clause in there. Yes, I'll do it for two. I'll sign a two year deal. But if the chance comes at a NRL team, I'm allowed to look at it. And like Christian Wolf, like maybe let's say Nathan Kalis or Stacey Jones is his assistant, he'll take over in 2027 or something <laughs> just like thinking, that. Like Wayne Bennett <laughs> applying for a job. Like, yeah. Imagine the interview. Um, just send us, just email us your resume, please, Wayne, and uh, throw a couple of referees on there. Yeah. No, no, not the ones who do the game, Wayne. No, no, the, the... <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, even if all, all the Kiwi old boys are sitting there and they're saying that, yeah, we want a Kiwi. When you get Wayne Bennett to. in the room and he get, and he has his yarn and he says, this is what I think I can do, players would froth. <laughs> Finish this for me, Brian. Don't look a... Gift horse. Yes. Right in the Chaminda. <laughs> in the, uh, in the mouth. northern south. In the northern south, sorry. Not a Chaminda. I Definitely did that don't one. look at the Chaminda. No, I did that. Uh, but you know, I've told you this before about horses. Just yeah. oh, The female horses, mm -hmm. I've told you this. Yep. The vagina right. uh, winks. Oh, it, yes, it winks. It's a yes. it's it's a courting yes. for, for the for yes. the stallion. I, I understand that. Yeah. So by the way, and this Not, private... and that and the horse winks <laughs> yes. wasn't named after that. No, but people were trying to, uh, yeah, to... insinuate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm but... not putting a red pen through. But that when they're on, like... when they're getting a little amorous. Yeah. 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 Uh, the what's doing mm. winks. Yes. Winky. Roman sandal. Yeah. With a K. Okay. So just on that, right? <laughs> this uh, heavy. So. <laughs> This is counter to what I believe you've said to myself and the audience before. What's that? You have trotted out this stat fact. Yeah. Hit the crap stat, please, um, tourist. Hit the crap stat. Crap stat. Crap stat. What is it that you say about dolphins? Dolphins? Mm. They are, that species <laughs> and humans yes. are the only right. species yeah. on earth who have sex for pleasure. Right. So, what's our winking doing? And what, what, like a stallion? You tell, you telling me, they're not having it for pleasure. No, it's a job. A stallion. It's a job. It's it, it, they don't get any pleasure out of it. Please. I mean, the owners do when they yeah. get a yeah five hundred thousand dollars schnitzel yearling. sort of <laughs> schnitzel yearling or a sandwich. I, I I've got great concerns about that fact. It's in the book of facts. Have you not seen it like dogs and mate? There, it's not for it's not for pleasure. How Trust do we, me. How do we know that? Oh, how do we know that? Well, how do what we? What are you doing over there, Rufus? Oh no, not for pleasure. Okay, no worries. It's Continue. But they just know. <laughs> There's scientists out there that do that. Oh please. Oh, I'm loving this role play. Oh, uh, police <laughs> well, he academy. Wants, he wants me to dress up as a dolphin. <laughs> I think. Look, uh, I know a lot of useless stuff. Yeah. So. Do not question me on useless but, stuff. Because my brother-in-law or somebody quoted me the same thing, and I'm thinking, I'm not buying it. I'm I'm just not buying it. What well, is? Yeah. I'm not buying that. What a load of crap. Um, right. Okay. So we've had our chat around uh, Joe Weir Hargreaves. We might go to the open line, shall we? one 300 one The Holic.
of the warrior type is there. Hello, mate. Welcome back, host. Good to have you ladies back on, finally. Mate, great to hear your voice, mate. What's happening over there in the great New Zealand? The land of the white cloud, Brian. Long white Long cloud. Long white cloud. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Warrior Holic, before we... Warrior Holic, sorry, mate. Before we get into this, are you on my side about the Dolphins? Yeah, I'm... I'm well, I, I don't... I don't know how you're proving it, but I, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, thank you. I think you, we Gary. put it up to... to um, Sugar's got to go out and do a bit of scientific research yep. to yeah. prove you're wrong. So okay, got, all right. Anyway... <laughs> All right, play on. What do you got, Holly? Hey, mate, um, Uncle Wayne, mate, we'll take him. Oh, oh, geez. Yes, good, uh, yes, good timing. A Kiwi having his two bobs. You'll take him. What do you reckon, Holly? Because you're on the forums and all those sorts of things. What do you reckon the general public would would say about that? Yeah, mate, they're all over it. The only thing, the problem we had with Madge, mate, was the conflict of interest that he's going to try and recruit guys like um, you know who are eligible for both the Kiwis and New South Wales. Which ones he's going to pick first? That was the only issue for me. Um, and Uncle Wayne won't be coaching Queensland, I hope. So it's all go. That'd be ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> if he did wouldn't. that. Uh, I think Billy's got that job for as long as he wants, just quietly. But uh, anything else happening over there? Oh, mate, you guys need to have a bit of a look at our uh, young juniors coming through next year or for this year, mate. There's some serious talent in those young development players. Watch out, Tigers, in a couple of weeks. There's Ooh. going to be a few uh, dead pussycats. Hey, what do you think? As a big fan, what's, what do you legitimately think? What What's the bandwidth of the Warriors? They're going to run between what's the ceiling and what's the floor? Mate, if, we, if we're less than top six, I think there'd be a lot of disappointed people. We've added to the squad. We haven't really lost anything. Another year under Webby to web them up, mate. Um, I think it was bloody Michael Carrianos or one of those guys. reckon we wouldn't even make the eight. I think that... Uh, that uh, receipt for the year, but no, top top six for me. Uh, Holly, can I ask you about Sean Johnson? Do you think he can replicate what he did last year? Yeah, mate. Talking to Jazz earlier on um, about two or three weeks ago, and he's reckons he's absolutely firing on all four cylinders. Just before that injury, he said there's no way he's taking a step back, and RTS apparently is just like he's never left. So expect him at the ground from round one too. Okay, yeah, that's gone quiet, isn't it? RTS. Yep. Centre of the year. Let's, let's get on there. So they, they will play him centre, won't they? They have to. Yeah. You can't, I mean, Chance has been dynamite. Mm. But there you go, hybrid. Yeah, I love the hybrid. hybrid. Can I ask you this too, Holly, before you go? The Ronald Volkman, yeah, the Ronald Volkman issue uh, that went down. Who, who do you think is at fault here? Manager. Straight the, up, mate. The what manager? Kind of know, and the player. I mean, he, you can't tell me that you've got screws missing in your shoulder and you don't know and you've tried to pull a Swifty. Uh, I mean... Sorry, you, you don't not know. Have you had a shoulder done there? I've not had one. No. I've had not not a reconstruction, but I've had. I think I think it falls on the dragons for not doing their due diligence, yeah. doesn't it? I think so. Better well, both, mate. Better both. But yeah, I wish him well. Though. He's a good good little player. Yeah, he'll hopefully end up somewhere. So, what's the halves look like for Warriors in the Sean Johnson absence? Well, they've got Metcalf. Uh, yeah, they've got yeah. Tamari Martin. And Metcalf, uh, sorry, not Metcalf. Oh, uh, Chanel's back. Chanel's back. Chanel, Chanel number Chanel's five. Half that, mate. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's Chanel number seven. Sorry. Yeah, funny. <laughs> Good on your Holly. Another holic. one of the hyphens. Cheers, boys. All the best for this year, right? There he is, Good our, on your our uh, New Zealander correspondent. Yeah, Matt wants to know here, Fletch, if it's not for pleasure, why do dogs hump humans' legs? <laughs> There's no reproduction there, my friend. Well, Matt, that is just a habit. Yeah. 
That's that's in their DNA. <laughs> oh, that's just Matt, to get your attention. It's the biggest it's load of to... crapola. It's not. It is. Have you seen giraffes have sex? No, I've seen them fight where they just whack their Gregory picks at each other. That's how they pork. <laughs> it's the same thing. You can't Are tell. Are they mad pick porkers? Mate, the, the porking and fighting, it's exactly the same motion. We're going to take a break back with more. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And this bloke was the best of the Origin Series last year, winning the Wally Lewis medal. Ruben Cotter, he joined us, Cowboy fans. Have a listen to this. What a start to a career this young man's had. How are you, Ruben? Yeah, good. Thanks, lads. How are you? Going good. Ruben, do, we, do you make the boys call you Captain Skipper now? What's, uh, has it changed <laughs> nah, you nah, anyway? No, just Rubes. Just no. Rubes. Hey, um, Rubes, when did um, Coach Payton first float this idea that you are going to be Skipper? Uh, so he sort of sat uh, both Tommy and myself down at the back end of last year, uh, sort of between you know, uh, playing rep footy. Uh, just you know, we went out for lunch and um, yeah, he just just told us about it then, and you know, we were both pretty excited uh, about the opportunity. Well, Brian, you've been a captain in the past, any yes. advice? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I went for a, a lean patch there. Uh, two spoons, got two spoons. Lead from the yeah. front, Ruben. That's all I can say, and Lead I reckon front, that's what you yeah. do, mate. Mm. Actions speak louder than words. I was more of a wordsmith. What was that I was, winning a, I was a great orator. What was that winning wallpaper thing you was telling me before, Brian? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> so how, how old are you now, Rubes? Uh, I just turned 25. So. 25. Yeah. And what's Tommy Dearden? How old is he? About the same age? Uh, he's, he's 22. So he's, Jeez. Um, he'd, be the, he's the, he'd be the youngest captain here yeah. at the club. And have you, yep. wo- have you worked out who's going to like, toss the coin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take turns, I guess. Okay. Actually, yeah, Mud's pretty good at that. Mutt. We'll let him is that, take is, that. Is that, that what, is that his nickname? Mutt. Mud. Oh, mud. mud. Why mud? Yeah. Well, he's got this. He's got this uh, birthmark, sort of <laughs> a large sort of birthmark on the on his back, and it looks like a bit of a bit of mud. So, <laughs> mud. Hence the, hence the nickname mud. Right. Yeah. Have we checked that it just is <laughs> is a birthmark and not mud? Because like, have you <laughs> well, tried it to rub? Doesn't rub off. So no. It's definitely. It's definitely not mine, yeah. Chatting with Ruben Cotter, who, Brian, when you think about it, and you've had the great privilege of playing State of Origin, Ruben, of course, has made it his own. Ruben, you... Thank you. I, I remember seeing you make your debut in 2019, and then just like that, within three or four years, you're playing for Queensland, and you win the Wally Lewis medal. So to go into a series where more than 34 people are playing over the series, and you get coined the best player of the series, that's... Pretty bloody huge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty special. Uh, obviously, um, you know those sort of accolades. Uh, you know, whilst you hope one day you can, you know, you can get one of those um, medals. Uh, you know, it's not always possible, but you know, playing for Queensland as a dream. Uh, you know, ever since I was a kid, and then, you know, last year, lucky yeah. enough to play all three games, and and you know, even luckier to to win that medal. So. Yeah, it was it was a you know a dream come true, I guess. Yeah, blah blah blah. We're not talking about that. We're talking about <laughs> let's talk about the Cowboys, yeah. Ruben. Did you have a little bit of a debrief at the end of the season on what went wrong? Because yeah. obviously, twenty twenty two, you blokes, you know, one game away from the grand final, you were the Spruik team in twenty twenty three, but it just sort of didn't work out. Did you have a chat, yeah. and what did you come up with? Yeah, well, look, at the end of the day, we were just too inconsistent. Um, 
you know, our, our best game was, um, you know, our best game was good, but our, our worst game was, uh, you know, bad as well. So uh, too far apart. So, you know, we've, we've had a, a big chat about that at the back end of last year. And, you know, uh, you know we've been training pretty, pretty hard uh, this year. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of focus on just, just uh, holding each other accountable and um, our actions at training. So, uh, yeah, well, I think we'll be better for it. Uh, you know, no one's everyone. Everyone knows they're fighting for their own spot. Um, Toddy's made that um, well known. So, um, yeah, we've been working hard. Now, Ruben, every team has one of these things you do in the off season. You know, people do the sand hills. We do this down in Sydney, but you do that stupid run up that mountain. What is Castle that Hill. Castle yeah. Hill? Yeah. How far is it? Like how far from uh, you got to run? It's not too far. It's only it's only just over a couple of k, I think. Uh, but it takes you a, a good twenty minutes to get up there, uh, and you know, obviously you throw the heat in there as well, and it's not it's not real fun. What what is it? So, what is there a time you got to get there? And if what's the punishment if you don't get up there? That the time. Well, the punishment will be a five k run. That's that's our punishment for, um, you know, if you're late. Uh, if you you know show up with the wrong kit, it's a five k row. So row on top of that hill sprint, yeah. If you don't oh, make your yuck. time, you're you're doing a five kilometer row in twenty minutes. Like at HQ, five k row in twenty minutes, and under twenty minutes. What if you don't get the five k row in twenty minutes? <laughs> you you got to keep doing and it. Then you then you got to do another five k row. Oh, you know, yucky! Back oh. to back, so you got to go straight back into it. Has anyone ever yeah. missed out on the twenty minute row? There's been it? yeah, there's been a couple boys. There's been a couple of broken souls after it as well. Oh, yeah. That'd not, be, they're assholes, not, fun, not yeah. just souls. That would be horrendous, <laughs> Ruben. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about your new assistant coach? Oh, yeah. James Maloney. How's he settling in? Yeah, he's good. He's uh, he's pretty casual, as you know. Mm. Uh, he's, he's brought a different dynamic to the to the staff. So, you know, we love him. He's He's a bit of a you know social coordinator, uh, sort of a, a funny sort of character. So he's been good. What do you get up to? I mean, I don't want to. I'm not not making any uh, casting any aspersions mm. on what goes on up there. But is what do you do during the day when it's so hot up there? Like when you, obviously you train in the morning, uh, but then what do you do? Do you just go home and sit underneath those big giant fans? <laughs> yeah, we got we got the air cons running twenty four seven here. It's just you know too hot, so and a lot of recovery, obviously, and um, you know relax when we can. But do you go to sleep? Do you yeah like this? Does anyone go to the golf? Do you fish? I'm just imagine uh, like heat, yeah, heat stifling. Up plenty there. of fishing. There's a there's a few fishermen up here. Uh, obviously, there's a couple of lads that love their golf, but uh, this time of the year you don't you don't do too much just because it's so hot. Mm. You know, every time you go try. Every time you've got a bit of time off, you just want to sit in the aircon and watch a bit of Netflix, you know? Mm. So, Speaking of Netflix, uh, what are you getting around at the moment? What do you, what do you like on the uh, on the old flicks? Uh, uh, I haven't watched too much TV lately. I've been trying to, I've been trying to, I've been trying to get into my reading. I'm not the greatest reader. So. Oh, what are you reading? Yeah. What sort of books? Uh, the Captain... The Captain class. Oh, oh okay. Are you yeah. only reading this because you are captain now, or was this something that was on your uh, to-do list before you were named captain? Uh, no, this is something that Toddy's given to us. So okay, it's a bit of a bit of homework uh, away from footy. What about what about I trade you 
I'll trade you one of the great books oh, for yeah. leadership. Um, is this the, the old, old Carnegie? The old, yeah, the old yeah. CEO of the Rugby League, Todd Greenberg, reads this book every single year, right? Every yeah. year? Every single year he rereads. Does he have amnesia? Right. No. How to win friends and influence people. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna Ruben, s- Ruben. I want to swap you for a mullet man t-shirt. How's that sound? Perfect. Yeah. All right. I'll send one, I'll send one down to you. How's how's the merch sales going? I know Chatty's into that sort of game too, isn't he? Yeah, he's the one that sort of got me kicked off with it. So yeah, it's going all right. It's, it's pretty steady now. It was it went good the first few weeks and yeah. Um, they look good. What sort of go, Brian, look, what yeah. sort of revenue are we thinking here? Ruth, could you retire on this? No, no way. No way. Chatty, Chatty probably could. He's mm. pretty popular on the socials. Yeah. He is. He's quite He's quite out there. But I tell you what, I'm hearing good things about this Thomas Duffy. So Chad better watch himself. Tell us a little bit about this he's, kid, this halfback. Because I, I know he was a – I know there's a lot of clubs chasing him. Do you think he'll um, yeah. push for a spot this year? Yeah, I reckon. He's, he's, he's been training the house down uh, in yeah. the halves. He's, um, you know, he's, he's a natural halfback. Uh, he's good at you know talking. He's very very vocal. So uh, he's been he's been training well, and I dare say you know around Origin time he, he might even get a crack. So okay, he's one to look out for, and, and young Tommy Chester too. I'll give him a wrap as oh, well. Yes. I like Chester, him the fullback. Yeah, yeah, the knee injury. Yeah, yeah. back in the, uh, sorry, early on last year. But he's um he's been training the house down. He's he's ready to go. We've got a lot of houses being trained down. <laughs> what about uh, Jeremiah and my man Lukey, Helam Lukey? How are they? Because I yeah. I really like um my man Lukey. How are those boys come back yeah. in the off season? Yeah, yeah, no, really good. Really, they're both pretty fit. Uh, Helam Helam's going really well. He'll um you know he'll be pushing for an Origin jersey this year, I reckon. Ooh. Um. Yeah, he's been he's been training great, and both both excited to uh, for round one to come because yeah, it's been pretty hot. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. True Crime Tuesday. This man's been on before. He was on fire, so we got him back. Moz, Mark Mori from News Corp. Here he is with an update with Roger Rogerson. Tuesdays on the run home with Joel and Fletch. We discuss, dissect and delve into crimes of the past. It's time for True Crime Tuesday. I reckon, Brian, uh, this next fellow has the board lit up as a keeper last time. Yes. And when it comes to True Crime Tuesday, they love him. His name's Mark Morrie, News Corp. Uh, crime Corp. editor, <laughs> news <laughs> news crawler, <laughs> <laughs> news corp crime editor Mark Morrie. Welcome to the run home. Yeah, g'day guys. Now Moz, big couple of weeks, big week. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Dodger Roger yes. Rogerson today. Um, are you all right with those headphones? Yeah, no, they're... Uh, you don't have to keep it on. You obviously have guys with bigger heads than me, which is bloody hard, you know, because I'm the journo. <laughs> um, okay, so the life and times of Roger, obviously it's been well documented through, you know, various TV shows. From your words, how was he as a bloke? He was really good company. You know, like really charming. We used to... We got on the drink quite a bit towards, you know, the last 10 years before he got locked up. Cause, uh, um, and he was. He's great entertainment. And you'd go to the pub and, honestly, the amount of people that want to come up, you know, go to the pub with you and they've got mm. people scurrying away from Fletch. Right. And, uh, with Roger, people idolised him. They thought he was Dirty Harry and kept our streets safe. And mm. it, hey, he was great at selling it. You know, and you conned me. I was totally conned. Right. You know. Um, but he was... 
well, obviously when he passed away, there was people who came out and said in his early career, he was actually a very, very good policeman. A lot of people say he's very, a very effective policeman, but <laughs> kind of helps when you're allowed to load them up, fit them up. Um, he was getting information from the other crooks to lock up the competition. Mm. Um, so although he was a very good investigator, and I remember when we, we were talking, he was very, very proud. There was a horrible murder, 71 up at Barara, a young girl kidnapped and, and murdered. And I was actually in her brother's class. And Roger was so, he was talking about, and it was great investigation work, how they, they nailed the guy. And he was very, very proud of that. So there were some, some lockups, you know, early in his career that he was proud of. But on the whole, he, he, was, he was mixing with some of the dirtiest guys in the CO, CIB from the moment he joined the force. He was crooked, you know. So do you think he became crooked or do you think he, he it was always his intention? I'm going to get in the police force and I'm going to make money by doing the wrong thing. Or I, it just fell into it. I think he fell into it. But right. I think, you know, there, there was all this, the dark side. He was taken to the dark side by, you know, mm. Nettie and all. Mm. Right, you put the two intellects up. Roger wasn't going to be taken anywhere by Nettie. He was leading. You know, Roger was Super smart. Very, very smart. Had a high IQ. Um, although, as smart as everyone we make tried to make him out, he's got locked up twice before he got done for Jamie mm. Gow. He was done by video, in, in, like on CCTV in 1990. He didn't learn his lesson then. Right. No, he was caught at a bank trying to put in a, uh, all his cash, and that brought him undone back then. But yeah, he, he did come across as very smart, but I think he was bad from the start. Mm. You know, I don't. I think you don't do what he did over all those years. I don't think you grow into it unless you're born that yeah. way. You so, know what I mean? So on that, Moz, did they ever um, land at a personality type for him? Was he ever branded with that? As, as, as far as like a sociopath or a... Yeah. I mean, I think now we yeah. all know that. And back then, I think it was it was considered, you know, there were people scared of him mm. from really early, back in the 80s. You know, they were scared of Roger Rogerson. Here was a guy that didn't eat, like he'd wander around with that. You know, you see that iconic shot, him with a shotgun coming mm. out of a scene. Mate, he, he instilled fear in people. So, and those eyes, if you ask the wrong question, you've got the look in that, that Roger look, you know, the, the blue, eye, it just goes straight through you like a pair of 38 bullets themselves. Mm. Um, so I always think that he was, he was a sociopath. He would kill. He didn't kill for enjoyment. He would just kill because it, if it was going to get in his way or as a threat, mm. you know, it wasn't, you know, he'd just do it. Or if it was business, I, I'd imagine he'd do it. You know, he, he, he'd kill without compunction. I, I learned later, not while I was with him. Mm. I, yeah. I really, as I said, I just thought he was dirty Harry. They were the times. They were, you know, even Warren Lanfranchi, you know, which is the beginning of the end of Roger, people say, he had me convinced. He said, mate, he was a drug dealing, um, armed hold-up mm. merchant. He'd pointed a gun at a cop. So he kind of made made you feel as if to go, you know what? We were just cleaning up the streets of people that shouldn't be there anyway, which was just a total fallacy. So, so, he's, so, so he's been linked to other killings. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, was, uh, how, guilty of how many? Well, he's only been found guilty of one. Yes. Right. Um, and that was, what, 10 years ago? No, Jamie Gow. Yeah, 10 so, years Jamie ago. Jamie Gow's the yeah. only one, He's right? the, only, the only one who's been convicted of yes. murder. Warren Lanfranchi, they talked about potentially in the line of mm. duty. He was at two other fatal shootings of armed hold-up blokes before that, also in the line of duty. So that's three mm. in the line of duty. Um, 
I know that he, I, well, I'm convinced that he is behind the disappearance of a woman called Lynn Woodward, who in 1981 gave evidence at the inquest mm. and said, I'm going to expose all the corrupt cops, blah, blah, blah. Um, the coroner said, oh, okay, we'll come back and we'll get back into this. She walked out of the coroner's court, never to be seen again. Wow. And she, the story is uh, Roger and Nettie got her at the back of the coroner's court, took her away. You know, and that was before. Now, the ones that he was actually knew about or actually instigated, like, you know, um, Christopher Dale Flannery, Rent-A-Kill. Mm, yes. Um, Roger, you know, behind that without doubt, you know. Um, Had they been seen together? Like, oh, yeah. they. So Christopher Flannery, this is the, the Drury. The Drury shooting. Yeah. The Drury shooting. But they were knocking around. So I'm just trying to – so I know it's a different time, but he had no problems – knocking around or being seen in public with Nettie Smith. Nettie or Smith. With Flannery. Or Flannery. Flannery yeah. No one ever said anything. No. But other policemen, his superiors never said, stop well, knocking around you know, you're a, you've got to remember back then, that informants was a very a big part of how you, you got information on crooks. So you could sell it that way, couldn't well, you? Well, yeah, you mm. could sell it that way. Going, well, mate, you know, And that probably worked. Because Nettie would have been given up every other heroin dealer in town yes. so that you get rid of them, you know? Um it was a different time. You know, the one thing I did hear about, because Flannery had to go, and I even asked Roger about, you know, Flannery. I said, what? And he said, mate, he was a pest. He was a menace. He mm. had to go. And I've since, you know, a couple of people warned Flannery after the, the Drury shooting, mate, you're off. You're going <laughs> to, it's not a good place to be. Get out of town. And um, then he'd be there with Roger and Roger go, hey, mate, how you going? He said, give him a cuddle and then. You know, the next month organised getting him whacked. You know, so. And, and what was Roger's motivation for all that sort? Was he a punter? Like, did he? No, that's. So, what was the money? It was just more money driven. Well, no. Well, I think it. No, I think it was power. Right. Because to be honest, he, he only ever, you see him in um, secondhand Falcons. Mm. The first one was one that he tried to run me over back in nineteen eighty six. So I got sent there. As a junior reporter, I didn't mm. know him. He'd been kicked out of the force, got involved in a punch-up. So, hey, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, in 86, how long was he in the police force for? Uh, well, about 20-odd years. Bef so, yeah, so he got kicked out in, in 86. For? Uh, they got him under technicality for giving up an informant, which you're not allowed to do. And he said live on TV that Lenny McPherson and Nettie Smith were informants. And that was against police. Roger said that live on TV? Yeah. Wow. There's a bit of a falling out between... Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. So I got sent along and um, I'm out the front waiting. There'd been a few other media had been there, you know, I was obviously the last in stupidly. And then I'm in the driveway when all of a sudden out of the, out comes Roger barreling in his Falcon. And I jumped out of the way and years later I said, mate, first time we met, you tried to run me over. He said, if I'd tried, you wouldn't be here. Oh. You know, just that little rascal look in his eye. So when did you become... Well, not, not mates, Acquaint not mate, yeah. acquaintances. Well, that, was did. he using you, do you think? To oh, yeah, he was. So totally. You know, the, it wasn't till about 2005 that we really, and then we probably drank every two, three weeks for about 10 years. Um, it was after his, his second stint in jail and I, I met him at a, a function at Bankstown. And I went out to, to try and meet him. I was told to go and meet him. Then after that, we met regularly. He came in and did a blog for us at, at the Daily. Oh, okay. Right? Um, on Underbelly. Yeah. When the Underbelly, the Golden mm. Mile was on. So he'd come in and answer people's questions. And the payment was, we'd go over and I'd have to buy all these drinks. The thing with Roger is, 
he never put his hand in his pocket. And if mm. you did, you'd, you're a bit worried about what he was going yeah, to pull right. out. No, but you paid for everything. And that was his payment. It was literally as much as he could drink. And we'd go on these drinking things around Surrey Hills. And as I said, everywhere you went, yeah, you know, they wanted to talk to did him. Did he have family? Kids? He did. He's two, married to Joy years ago and two daughters, uh, which estranged relationship. And right. then he married Anne Malocco uh, a few years afterwards. Who also did a stint in jail because she refused to talk about, uh, she did weekend detention, you know, so um, not giving Roger up. Do, do you think there's any, because I, I thought when Nettie Smith passed away, there might be memoirs or, or things written down about what went on. Or was that not the the code? Like in the, well, in the old days, you don't, would, is there anything like that, do you think? Maybe I in a safety uh, deposit box? Th- no, I don't think Roger would have, um, you know, anything incriminating, although he, there's a, another reporter called Neil Mercer who just wrote recently. He said he's doing a book, very timely, on Roger and Nettie. He's very smart. He's waiting until they're both dead before it gets yeah. done. That's yeah. not silly. But he wrote, he said that he was talking to Roger and Roger said, mate, there's a whole lot of stuff under my house as well. Roger's in jail. Go and have a look. So that'll be interesting to see. I, I, don't, I don't expect Roger would have anything damning or, or revealing about any of what he really did, you know, I'd really like to know, like everyone wants to know where Christopher Dale Flannery is. That's, yeah. that's the big one. Um, although Lynn Woodward, uh, Christopher Dale Flannery was a killer, you know, yes. and that was how he used to justify things. And that was how yeah. I, you used to think, oh, well, mate, he was just getting rid of scum. Mm. And it wasn't until after he was charged with the murder of Jamie Gow that I dug deep. My boss said, go dig. And then that's when I found the true story about Lynn Woodward. Mm. And that's when I thought, Jesus Christ, you were just a cold-blooded kid. Yes. You know, it didn't matter to you. That person was a threat to you. She was nothing but a decent human person. She was the Sally Ann Huckstep that yes. we, we don't know about. She was mm. just as brave as Sally Ann. And look what happened. Sally Ann was found in the duck pond in Centennial Park because she repeatedly went on and talked about police corruption. But who was charged with that? No one was uh, Nettie was charged and I think he was acquitted. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So there's, you know, Nettie, everyone th- strangled her, you know, but there are other, other suspects. But, um, do you think, Moz, the fact that, like, what about the police force of the time or the politicians of the time? Are they culpable in all this sort of stuff? Cause oh. they would have known. I mean, he was protected politically and you've got to remember, I mean, the coat of arms, I'd say for New South Wales then should have been a brown paper bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks for listening to The Best of the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Don't forget to tune in live where possible, uh, 2 p.m. in Queensland. You can catch us or Daylight Savings Time, 3 p.m. anywhere else in Australia. To have your say, one 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Something piques your interest when we're not on air, of course, social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and now on YouTube you can catch us. So uh, thanks for joining the program. We'll catch you next time.